0: Our first reading can be found on page 231 of the New Testament. It's taken from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, beginning at verse 8. Finally, all of you, have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil, or abuse for abuse. But on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. For those who desire life and desire to see good days, let them keep their tongues from evil, and their lips from speaking deceit. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. And do not be intimidated, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defence to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered, for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in which he also went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, Who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for our gospel reading. Our gospel reading can be paid can be found on page 68. It's taken from Luke 10, chapters 1 to 20. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke.
1: Glory to
0: you, Lord. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, First, say peace to this house, and if everyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will retain t- return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, O Karazhan! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, But at the judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. And whoever rejects you, rejects me. And whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, Do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: Father, may I speak and may we all listen in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do please be seated. The ascended Christ is at the Father's right hand in heaven. He is not Dozing off or watching the TV, he's watching what his church is doing. And there's really only one thing his church needs to be doing in his world until his return, and that's going out there and sharing of his rule and his reign. Whilst I would be the first to confess that the Anglican church writes too many reports and gets its proverbials in a twist a lot of the time, one of the great things it has got right in recent times, is the five marks of mission. And across the other side of the Atlantic, when the church is sorely divided, it is united in the five marks of mission. And what we're going to do is look at each of them in turn from 1 Peter chapter 3. You might think I'm stretching some of the points. I'm not. They're all there, as we will soon see. And each of the five marks of mission are around this lovely church building for you to wander and to listen and to gaze and reflect in conversation with some of our mission partners whose presence we really appreciate this day. So there we are. The first one to speak of is to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. I ask you to look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 if you need help with the page number. It's page 231. Verse 18 For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. In order to bring you to God. Whatever else the church does, surely it should bring people to God. You might pause and reflect. It seems to spend a lot of time doing a lot of other things but we should bring people to God. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. God is right there. They need their eyes and their ears and their hearts opened to him. This particular mark of mission is over there and we reflect on how churches and Christians across Sheffield make the fact that God is there for children in schools Evident to them. We're grateful for the work of Cass today. The second mark of mission is to teach, baptise and nurture new believers. And Janet from East Asia has this wonderful stall glowing in the new light, thanks to the work of all saints, just by the cross. And here you'll see mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21, baptism. Slightly complicated context, but you needn't worry about that today. Verse 21, and baptism, which saves you not by removal of dirt, by the mark of a conscience. In other words, when someone's brought to God, they're counted in and they're marked with a sign of his church to say you're one of us. And baptism is that wonderful sign. When people are drawn near to Christ and they come to God and they're marked by the church in baptism, what do they then do with their lives? Here's the third mark of mission, to respond to human need by loving service. And here we have uh, verse 11. You might care to cast your eye at that. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. Plenty of scriptures that wherever Christians are placed, they should work for the welfare and well-being of people round them, particularly in loving acts of service and kindness. And here at the back of church, uh, by the font, we've got the wonderful organisation Taste, uh, helping people to receive fresh and clean water in Nigeria. Once you found a loving God, it would almost seem inexplicable not to be loving and kind to people around you. That's the third mark of mission. We're nearly there. The fourth mark of mission is, mission is to seek and transform unjust structures of society. Look, please, if you will, at verse 14. But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear and do not be intimidated. Perhaps the word to underline there is to be intimidated. If you're faced with something that's unkind, not right, unjust or even evil, the instinctive reaction is to recoil from it or avoid it or not do anything about it. And so I'm sure you know this one. Evil prospers when good people do nothing. And so the fourth mark of mission is to say we will fight against, we will stand against injustice, we will seek to do something about that. And Tear Fund is a brilliant organisation that's got a long track record of doing that amongst many other things in global world mission. And we have the Connected Church link with partnership uh, for, for this church over, what should we call this area, just by the Emmaus Chapel. Okay, if you go into the Emmaus Chapel, you've gone too far. Okay, you just need to pause at that station there for Connected Church. The last mark of mission is to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and to sustain and renew the life of the earth And I suppose I am stretching a point at this one, but look at verse 13. Now, who will harm you if you're eager to do what is good? In other words, the Christian church needs to be alongside people who are eager to do what is good. And one of the incredible things on the global scene today is the fact that the globe is wearing out. It's getting too hot. It's not going to last. And many people are seeking to do something about that. And if you sit there and do nothing, and you think, well, I'm fine because God's with me, and one day I've got a place in heaven, that really doesn't do it, does it? So Christians need to be involved in partnership with people who are eager to do what is good. And we have to say, we're blessed with this church supporting Arosha and Hope for the Future, two of the main Christian mission agencies that are right at the head of the game in this sort of thing. So let me pray for you now. You might well be directed in a particular way. I think there's a cowbell going to chime in your ear. I'm bound to say I hope something of the Spirit of God strikes a chord with you and you'll be involved in God's mission, which is the will of the ascended Christ for his church and his people. Father, thank you for our friends who have joined us today and we pray you'd speak to us clearly and lovingly about our part in your mission in our world. For Jesus' sake. Amen.